0: Thank you, choir. Thank you for your hard work and all that you do. In fact, this Wednesday, as I was going into the gym, Brother Dennis Larimore was running out going to rehearsal, and he told one of our gym buddies, says, I'm going to choir rehearsal. And he said, Now does Daryl go and sing with y'all on the choir? And I says, If I show up, all the anointing is gone. Amen. <laughs> I know what God has called me to do so bless the choir thank you Francis thank you choir thank you all there is a word from the Lord let me say before we read the scripture to Dr. Tom Thompson and your wonderful family thank you and your friends thank you for being here again would you give God a hand of praise for our honoree amen a phenomenal educator thank God so much for you Walking by faith is the theme that God has given us for the year of 2019. The second series of messages that God has given us is simply entitled by faith, by faith. Eight messages all taken from the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. In those 40 verses in the 11th chapter, 21 times the author uses the words by faith. 21 times. 16 examples of heroes of faith of the Old Testament who trust God not based on how they felt, not based on what they could see because how many of you know if you only serve God based on how you feel some days you don't feel like it if you can only praise God on good days a whole lot of days will be left out but you have to walk by faith and not by sight amen amen so here we are this second message in this second series of messages for 2019 the text for this message is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse four and we're reading from the new international version hear the reading of God's holy word it says by faith somebody help me say by faith It says, by faith, Abel brought God, listen to this, a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, three times in this one verse. And by faith, Abel still speaks, (laughs) though he is dead. Mm. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The subject for this second message in this series, the series again, is entitled By Faith. In each one of these eight messages, we use the word we. We. Uh, it is inclusive of all of us. Amen. As you hold those hands, look at someone and say, we give God our best. God now look at him and say, by faith. by faith. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We give God our best by faith. Somebody say our best, our best praise, Uh, our best selves, our best attitude. Amen. Listen, in this second message of this series, God has instructed us to discuss the importance of having the faith. Listen, it is important that you catch this having the faith to always give god your best i declare to you that if you are one who always try to give god your best you are a faith walker because there are times in your life (laughs) in which you don't feel like giving your best some mornings you don't even feel like getting up Coming out, praising God, clapping your hands, giving God the glory. But by faith, we all should live our lives knowing this, that God deserves the best of who we are and what we have. preaching to the right folk Uh, this is not an easy message in fact Deacon Walters texts me after the eight o'clock says I'm praying for you I know these are not always easy messages to preach and I says you're absolutely right but every now and then we all must be challenged to evaluate how we serve God and why we serve God listen From God's perspective, our best is not measured by the magnitude of what we do or the amount of what we give. But our best is measured simply by the passion and the fervor and the sacrifices and the efforts that are involved in what we do or what we give. I thought about it in an example. Uh, Deacon Wesley Rogers, you would appreciate this because we all grew up together and used to play basketball in Bluff Road Park. Amen, we were all community legends in our own mind. Amen. And uh, one of our friends, Deacon Lorenzo Spells, he was here at eight. I'm gonna talk about him now because I don't have to look him in the face. We would pick a team. And we would laugh. My friend Wesley and Afra, guests, guess, and all of us who happen to be in church today, be in part of this ministry. Whenever we had to choose a team, if I was a captain of Wesley, they would always pick Lorenzo, Dick and Glover. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't rebound. But here's why we picked him. He was a pit bull. From the moment the game started, he had one gear, and that was in your face. If he was guarding you, you couldn't breathe, you couldn't move, you couldn't, I mean, he would, uh, he was so intense and so passionate, and I used to say, "Renzo, lighten up, man, this is, this is just for fun, and he, ain't no lighten up in me. I don't know how to play but one way. And he would, and before the game is over, somebody will want to fight him because he was going, man, we're not in the NBA. But that guy was passionate. He was in your face. Uh, he you knew from the beginning, Otis, that I want him on my team, because if he wasn't on my team, he'll be guarding me and we were best friends, and then we wouldn't speak for two weeks. Because he'll hack you, he'll foul you, he'll grab you. He he, he only knew one way to play. And that was intensely passionate about what he was doing. What I discovered, it wasn't just basketball. I thank God I don't play golf with him because I understand he's like that in golf and anything else. And God says, there are people who serve me the same way. And the only way they know how to serve God is with everything they have, with all their heart, with all their mind. They don't take no breaks. There are no half times. They are serving God with everything they have. And sometimes they get on other folks' nerves who are half-hearted worshipers because you go, you ain't got to clap that hard in church. Why you sing
1: that loud
0: in church? And I know I heard the stories. Some of y'all even change your seat because there's some folk that are loud and they are joyful all the time. But if you knew their story. <laughs> See, what I, I talk about Lorenzo, what I figured, Lorenzo and I grew up together. He grew up on Sugar Hill Lane. And he said, man, I had to fight for everything I had. Raised by my grandmama, all kind of... If we got some chicken, it was the first one who can get it. If I wanted the wing, I had to be the first one to get it. And so when, when you got a testimony, people will understand your passion. And the reason why you serve God with such fervor and such passion is because God has been good to you. And when you look back over your life... Through many obstacles, ups and downs God has already brought you from Am I in the right place? Is there anybody in here? No, if it had not been for the Lord So tell somebody, excuse me if I get on your nerve But I don't know but one way to praise God I I mean, I've got to praise him I have to worship him why because see God does not judge people like we do the Lord said to Samuel in first Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7 when Samuel had the assignment to go lay hands and anoint the next king of Israel Samuel went to a man named Jesse's house Jesse had plenty of sons he invited his sons to stand before the prophet Samuel. Samuel, although he was a man of God, he made a mistake because he was judging God's people by what he could see. And the Bible says Samuel walks in the door and he sees that and he says, uh, the elder son of Jesse, Eliab, and Eliab looked like a king. He was tall, broad shoulders and had the right disposition but how many of you have discovered that everybody that looks the part doesn't always carry the part? A whole lot of people that looks, you know, man, you guys have played football. There's some teams when they get off the bus, man, you say, wow, they, man, they look tough and bad. But they can be the sorriest, softest, laziest people around. Because, see, there's something in the inside of somebody that may not have the height or the weight or the good looks, but they've got the passionate spirit. So here's what God said to Samuel he said to Samuel, in 1 Samuel 16 and 7, the Lord says, do not consider his appearance or the height, for I have rejected him. This is what the Lord said. He goes on to say, the Lord said, the verse said, does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Somebody ought to be glad that God judges your heart. Amen. Listen, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 says that whatever we do for God, whatever we give God, it says that we ought not do it reluctantly or under compulsion, Because the verse ends and says, quote, for God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, if you can't be happy about what you do for God, you ought not do it. Amen. Somebody sent me a wonderful quote. says, if your heart isn't in it, don't put your hands on it. (laughs) Amen, somebody. I would rather somebody not even touch a thing if their heart isn't in it. If you're doing it reluctantly or out of compulsion, if you're doing it to be seen if you're doing it because you don't want to be embarrassed by not doing it, then that means your heart isn't right. Giving God our best is more about our hearts and less about our resources and abilities. Listen, we should remember this. Here's a wonderful quote that I often say. We should remember this. More is not always better amen somebody more is not always better and the biggest is not always the best amen just because you've got more of something is not always a good thing just because it's the biggest doesn't mean that it is always the best in fact the heart determines the greatness of what we do and what we give God. There are some people who give considerably less of their time because they don't have much, but what they do is so passionate for the Lord. And once they put their hands to something, You don't have to worry about them giving up, amen. I I tell folk all the time, I've been in business, I've started a business, I've hired people, and the worst people to work for you are folk you got to remind over and over to do. I don't know about you, you ever had supervised people? What you hate to do, you got to remind yourself to remind them. That's a double burden on you. But the best people in the world are those you've got to say it one time. All you've got to say is one time. Can you do this and you can go to sleep and you don't have to worry about it and you don't ever have to ask them again because you know that they take it so seriously that they will not neglect it. God says... Do you love me as such that God has to hassle you? God has to harass you in order for you to do the right thing? Or do you do it just because you love the Lord? If God says, do it, Lord, I'll do it. Whatever you want. Sing, I'll sing. Go, I'll go. Stand, I'll stand. I'll do it because I have a relationship. I'm Preaching to somebody with God. I'm talking about passionate. For Listen, I often say this. I would rather work with somebody with less skills than someone with a greater resume and more skills, but half-hearted attitude. Give me someone with less education, less skills, but a passionate disposition to do my best because these are the kind of people that get better and better because they always work. But there are some folk who think that they are so great and they are already there and they don't really need anybody including the Lord woe unto them Uh, you got to watch out for folk who think they know everything and think they're the greatest thing and think nobody's better than them God said I can't use you because if something good comes through you you will not give God the credit. But when God uses somebody with a jacked up credit, somebody with a bad resume, somebody who oh my lord graduated and not cum laude, somebody who did not matriculate through institutions of higher learning, but God made a way out of nowhere. When folks see God using you, folk would take notice as they did in the New Testament and say are these not unlearned and ignorant men? But they took notice that they had been with Jesus when God is on your side you give God your best amen somebody listen as we transition to the text in this wonderful text we have what is described as the first example in the Bible of someone who had the faith to give God his best. Our text in Hebrews 11 and four tells us about the faith of a man named Abel. Now to further understand Abel and his offerings and his brother King. Genesis chapter four is the background scripture Uh, In that, we see that they were the descendants of Adam and Eve. Amen. In that, as Dr. J. Vernon McGee noted, we see what Abel had that Cain did not have. Listen, here's what the New Living Translation said. It says, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain. Note what it said. It was by faith that he brought this offering to Cain. We are told in Genesis the background scripture verses 4 and 5 the New Living Translation that the Lord accepted Abel and his gift. But note the scripture need you to note it if you go home. Here's what it says. And for years, I've overlooked this. I've read this scripture all of my life. But I saw something in it this time that I had not paid attention to. Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, the New Living Translation says, the Lord rejected Cain and his offering. Somebody caught it. I've always thought the Lord rejected his offering. And God says, no, I rejected him before I rejected his offering. Somebody ought to go with me on this. Now this is beginning to make some sense. It wasn't what Cain gave. It was who he was. And God says, "You think I am impressed by what you give, but I am more impressed by who you are, and what leads you to give." It has been suggested that the Lord' rejection of Cain's offering was more about Cain's heart than Cain's gift. See, it wasn't his offering that wasn't right. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. It was his heart that wasn't right. See, you can have the right offering, but the wrong heart. And God said, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, Because, see, I don't judge as you judge. There was something diabolical about King's heart. Something about the attitude of King, the disposition of King, That made him unacceptable to God. Listen, one of my favorite scholars is a man by the name of Warren W. Wiserby. He's a theologian, and he is quoted as saying this. Here's his quote. Cain wasn't rejected. Listen to this. Cain was not rejected because of his offering, but his offering was rejected Because of Cain. See where I'm going. And God says, I don't need your stuff. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If folk got to make you do the right thing, if I've got to preach you up on doing the right thing, Lawson got to motivate you all the time to do the right thing. If folk got to beg you to, if folk got to call and stroke your ego to sing on the choir and if you don't lead you don't sing If, if 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 you can't be a part of the men's ministry because you're not a deacon if you can't lead then you don't want to be a part of it God says I don't need you if you've got to be in charge before you put your hands on it God said I don't need you if you need your name called before you can get motivated God says, I don't need you. God says, I want somebody that's just happy to be used by God. I want someone who wakes up in the morning and says, let everything that have breath praise God. I want folk before their feet hit the floor, know that they owe God a praise. I want folk who know your sleeping last night was not because of your health, but it was because all night the angels of God watch over you Who am I preaching to? Is there anybody in here know that you could have died in your sleep? Last night, you would not have been the only healthy person to have died. There are healthy people who drop dead all the time. But God, even when the enemy desire to have you, God. God raised up a standard against you. Is there anybody in here know that you, oh God, your best friend? your hallelujah belong to God and the reason you can praise God is because God has been good to you and nobody has to ask you to get up to worship. Nobody has to make you worship. I remember, sell your dearly beloved mother and my aunt, pain would be rocking her body and sometimes Bishop would look down and say just let somebody else do the offerings and uh, they say, Gloria help her, Andrina help her and Mother Lord it Chip you all remember would barely get up and you would have to help her get on the stage but once she stood up she smiled and said when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah thank you lord for there anybody woke up with pain this morning but you thought about how good god had been to you and although your body may be in pain you know you still owe god your best praise you've got 10 seconds to give god your best praise
1: hallelujah
0: belongs to God Woo. yeah 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 if you knew what I went through this week just to be here how many of you went through some stuff did people see you all dressed up but they don't know what you went through just to be here. They don't know how hard it's been and what the enemy tried to do, tried to take you out. He almost had you, should have had you last year this time, but by the grace of God, you have not lost your mind. You went through hell and high water, but you still got a praise. Look at somebody and say, you owe God your best. You, God has been too. You may not get another chance to praise God. You owe God
1: your best. Lord, I thank you
0: Somebody open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you I thank you, Lord I don't look like what I've been through I thank you, Lord You didn't have to do it, but you did it I said, sit down, sit down, let me preach this. Ooh. When I think of his goodness, all oh, he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah anybody just 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 get on the devil's nerve. i hate to bother you i know some of you don't don't really like all of this but just look at somebody say you owe god at least one hallelujah praise i don't want you to dance i just want you to open your mouth and from the depths of your belly you owe god at least one hallelujah praise So so listen, uh, Abel's offering uh, was an act of gratitude and faith. Cain's offering was an act of duty and obligation. See, Abel gave God his best because he knew that God had been good to him. He sacrificed the best lamb that he had. Cain gave God the bare minimum. Cain gave God only what he could get by with. But Abel knew that if it had not been for the grace and mercy of God, I would not be here. And so God rejected the half-hearted offering of Cain because his heart wasn't right listen to something I want to share with you an interesting quote Amen. from the message Bible chapter 11 of Hebrews verse number 4 from the message Bible says this I want you to hear this it says by an act of faith Abel brought a better somebody say better sacrifice to God then came. Now this is the part I want to highlight. Look at the next sentence. It was what he believed not what he brought that made the difference. Good God. Oh, it wasn't what he brought but it was what he believed. See, he believed that God deserved his best. He believed that if it had not been for God, I would not have anything. He believed that all I have is God's. I can give him my best. He believed that if I give God this, God will bless me with even more. He believed that God is not through blessing me yet. Is there anybody in here believe that God still got blessings with your name on it? And when your heart is right, when you bless God with everything you have, he'll open the windows of heaven, the floodgates of heaven, and pour you out blessings. There will not be room enough to receive it. Bless in the city. Bless in the field. Bless going in. Bless coming out. And all these blessings shall follow you and overtake you look at somebody and say neighbor God is not through blessing me yet Uh, if I give God my best praise I know God will bless me some more if I give God my best offering I know God will bless me some more is there anybody in here have the faith to bless God with your absolute best the reason I pray so hard, reason we worship God is because we look back over our lives. See, I don't know what the deal was, but here, here, here's what one of my scholarly friends, right, Brother Jim Heron, they said, perhaps Abel looked at how his daddy was and he was just grateful he wasn't like Daddy Adams. When you think back, because the fact of the matter is Adam's messed up and and, and God did not owe any descendants of Adam's any favor. And so Abel perhaps looked back and said, the way I was raised, the neighborhood I grew up in, remember they were evicted out of the garden. I ought not have anything. And so everything I have belonged to God. Some of you have been country all your life, broke all your life, but you come up to the almost big city and you think you're all of that. But every now and then, God got to take us back to the other side of the railroad track and say, this is where your grandmama came from. And if it had not been for God, this is what sharecropping looked like. Come on, somebody, how many of you know that God brought you from a mighty long way, and everything you have belonged to God? God rejected Cain before he rejected his offering. <laughs> and he rejected Cain because he knew who he was. And Cain proved God to be Correct. Because everybody can't take chastisement. Amen, somebody. If you want to know how somebody's heart is, you get on them for something. You correct them. You chastise them. Everybody can't take chastisement. The Bible said Cain became angry. Listen, Cain became envious. Cain was so upset. God warned him, Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, the New Living Translation. God warned Cain that your attitude is going to cost you something one day. Look at what it says, Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, the New Living Translation. Here's what God said to Cain. God warned him with these words. The last part of that verse, God said, just let me read the whole verse. You would be accepted. You do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, God said, Cain, I'm not going to placate you. I'm I'm not going to pretend like you're right when you're not right. We've got a whole lot of that going on. Amen somebody. Patting folk on the back. No, they ain't right. I just just want to placate you. I don't need your offering that bad. I tell folk all the time, there is nobody at Bible Way that cannot leave here and God won't carry on. (laughs) Including the pastor. And if the pastor ever gets full of himself and think the church can't make it without him, God says, I'll remind you what I did to Isaiah's cousin, In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1. And in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Listen, listen, and I'm done. God said to King, uh, what is right? But if you refuse to do what is right, then this is the part I like. Watch out. Look at somebody and say, watch out. Because sin is crouching at your door. Keep it on the board. I want you to see something. All of you with bad attitudes, jealous spirits, envious spirits, somebody look at somebody and say, watch out. All of you that cannot take criticism, watch out because sin is crouching. One translation says sitting at your door. Now this is the part I want to call your attention to, eager to control you. In other words, your same emotions that make you jealous and envious will control your demise. The reason you're going to fall from grace is because of your attitude. Then the verse ends and says, but you must subdue it and be its master translation that I like says uh, you must ego to control it is at your door trying to control you but you've got to subdue. you've got to control it and not let it control you somebody say the devil is a liar tell your emotions to get behind me tell you, I am not jealous, envious, I will not get mad. God is good, God deserves my best. And to those of you who will not give God your best, don't you expect the best of God in your life. Let me tell you, God will test you out and God will bless you for a while and your business will take off for a moment but if you don't give God your best sooner or later it will hit rock bottom and God said where were you when I was blessing you you were too busy to even come to church you, you, you were too full of yourself to even give God anything but here is my commitment to God all that I have all that I am I belong to you and Lord every praise in me comes from you. Anybody know your praise belong to God? My life belongs to God. My career belongs to God. My finances belong to God. Everything I do belong to God. I'm not too busy to give God my best. I'm not too important to subject myself to the will of God. Stand to your feet all over this place. Grab a neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, God deserves your best. God deserves your best. Will you commit to give God your best? And let us begin by giving God our best praise. Come on Zion. Listen. As we prepare for the altar, I'm not finished but I'm through for now come back on Tuesday and we've got three wonderful points that we want to share with you on Tuesday night. Here's what the song says. My hallelujah belongs to you. Now listen to this. Here are the instructions for the altar. If you are willing to give God your absolute best meet me at this altar. Don't even think about it. Just leave your seat right now and just come. Just My hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve it. <laughs> How many of you know that God deserves your hallelujah? Here's what the next Stanzer says, all of the glory belongs to you. To you, God. Pastor Jackson does not deserve any of the glory that's associated with the success of this ministry. I am convinced that God could use anyone. And if God has used you to be who you are, if you've been blessed, highly accomplished, like our wonderful honoree today, mighty, wonderful man of God, God deserves the glory. Wherever you are, whatever you have, God deserves the glory. How many of you know that all the glory all the honor (laughs) all the praise belongs to God and so here's our challenge for this third week in February of the year 2019 this week you pray to God and say God am I giving you my best do I worship you when it's convenient do I give my offerings when it's convenient Do I bless you when it's convenient? Do I help others when I think they could help me? Or do I give you my best? The skills you have, God deserve it. (laughs) The talents you enjoy, God deserve it. (laughs) Some of you are blessed with great talents. You can do so much. Our youth are next door. They could use you. We've got educators, we've got counselors. Some of you, God has blessed you. Our children in the Dream Center could use you. Ooh, uh, amen. There are some young adults who can use the wise counselor of those of you who've already made it and been through something. Ooh. And when you bless others, it is not about them, but you are blessing God. Here's the last thing I would tell you. I told the church this morning, Mother, you know this and you appreciate this. One of the things that my father said to me when I first started in ministry, started in ministry at 22 years old, he says, son, remember this, always give your best. He says, every message you prepare, Prepare it as if it's the last one you would ever give. And now, it was in 1979, some years later. Amen. God has said to me, I was telling my wife, I've saved every sermon I've ever preached from the first one in November 1979 to this day. Because I said, God, this isn't about you. Dad said, son, this is bigger than you. And if it is what God has given you that you can't haphazardly put anything, what am I saying to you that's here at Bible Way? Whatever you do, if you are a worshiper, give God your best. If you are a choir member, look at this wonderful choir. They they are here. They've been here, some of them since 8 o'clock this morning. Not because they're getting paid. It's because they... Owe their best to God. So my question to you is this: Will you rob God of your best, or will you declare with us this day that my Hallelujah belongs to Him? Come on, choir, as the choir bless us. That is the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen. My hallelujah belongs to you. <laughs> my hallelujah belongs to you. Thank you,
0: Cedric. Yeah, oh yeah. My This is worship time right now.
1: My hallelujah Somebody belongs to Somebody just lift those hands.
0: Thank you. Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You deserve it. You deserve.
0: When we Ooh, lift yeah, our heads yeah, yeah. in
1: worship, we give it to you. My hallelujah. Oh yeah. You. Sing my hallelujah. My hallelujah. hallelujah. It belongs to you. you. We stretch yeah, our yeah, head yeah, toward yeah, yeah, heaven yeah. and we Ooh, give yeah. you hallelujah. My hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: That's right. Somebody
1: is about Come to give say, God your you best. Deserve, you deserve it. You deserve it. Yes, Lord. You When we give you everything we have. You deserve it, it Lord. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it. Sing all of the glory. Of the glory yeah. Come on, Zion. we a, leave I deserve it. Come on and worship him.
0: shoulders This
1: my hallelujah belongs.
0: Here's what the Bible says about Abel. Although Abel lost his life by the hands of his treacherous brother Cain, the Bible says, but to this day, his testimony still speaks. <laughs> What God said to me is that when we do the right thing, our testimony will outlive our lives. Amen. People will look at you and say, what a glorious person you are. I I see testimonies in here. Sister Myers, you lost your husband tragically as a law enforcement officer by the hands of someone who violently took him away but i admire you so much how you've raised your son how you've gone on to educate children all over this state we all have our issues we all have our struggles Woo. but when we have a relationship with god it doesn't see you don't stop serving god because something tragic happened to you Woo. You've got to learn how to serve God in spite of, through it all. Amen, somebody. And so here's the challenge. Have you given God your best? Perhaps there's someone in here now and you have come to church week after week, Sunday after Sunday, month after month. And God says, I need you to take it to the next level. I need you to move from being in attendance to being a part of something. Whew. See, when you just attend, you don't have the obligations or the responsibilities. But when you are a part of something, you raise your hand and say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Whew. Use me, Lord. I can, I can help some young ladies. I, I can be an example to others. So many testimonies. To, I, I admire you all. Keep doing what you're doing. Sister Kim, I love you, baby. You are a great example. And I, and I know it's not always easy. But God's raising up people in here who, whose testimonies will outlive their lives. <laughs> Amen. Somebody. Listen, we, we are about to pray, him. after we pray this prayer, perhaps there's someone in here who says, I'm ready, I am ready this Sunday, Pastor Jackson, to give God my best, the best of who I am, the best of what I have. God wants to use you. Woo-ha. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. For it is by faith that we can give you our best. Not out of duty or obligation, but our faith tells us that you deserve it. (laughs) And we say thank you. We're not perfect, Lord. We are flawed vessels there are issues in all of our lives but I am so grateful that you can still use someone like us and so Lord this day you're calling someone this moment you're challenging someone to be like Abel and not like King to give God your absolute best To commit to something greater than yourself. And you've said to us, watch you bless us even beyond our expectations. It is in your name, your son's name, Jesus the Christ, that we pray and give thanks. Those that know God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Say amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, he deserves it. Come on, if you're here this morning and you want to take it to the next level, you want to make the next step. Meet me at the altar if you're here this morning. You want to join the church, you want to recommit your life to the Lord. Yeah. Come, come and stand with us right now. Yeah. Somebody, God's calling you right now. Wherever you are right now. You right now, God's calling you right now. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, come on and tell the Lord. Somebody's coming right now. Come on, clap those hands at these that are coming. God bless
1: you belongs to you everybody in the room say my hallelujah, my hallelujah oh yeah belongs to you. come on somebody
0: tell them my hallelujah, oh,
1: my, yeah, yeah. hallelujah. my hallelujah
0: oh, somebody yeah. has decided to give God my you hallelujah. know what the best is say the best is hallelujah. you The best, somebody else still walking down the aisle, the best, the best you can give God is yourself. God says, give me you, give me you.
1: Look at God. Come on. Someone else. My hallelujah.
0: hallelujah, Give God you. Give God you. Would you clap your hands? Somebody else is coming. Look My at
1: you. Come hallelujah. on, come on. He belongs to you. Look at God. hallelujah. hallelujah. Anyone else? <laughs>
0: the best gift you can give God would be yourself. Give him your heart. Amen. Give him your life. Clap your hands and celebrate what God is doing. Yeah, yeah. As we take them in the back, come on, can we give them a standing ovation? Can we clap those hands? And give them... Come on.
1: Hey
0: Amen. God bless you. Let me make this a one announcement. Couples ministry today, 2 o'clock, today at 2 o'clock, are going to Philly.